And welcome to another production from Buddy and Guy. Welcome to MTVG, the house of MTVG. The house of MTVG. Gotta say it with some fucking pizzazz, motherfucker. Sorry about that. And of course, if you don't know us, that's my brother, Buddy. How the fuck are you, people? Oh, and I'm Guy. He is Guy. All these things are true so far. So far, right? So, MTVG. What is the house of MTVG? What right? is the house is of it? MTVG? Well, it's 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 our place to just let loose, right? But yeah, you want to yeah, hear me? Yeah. What's the acronym? I'm gonna guess. Yes, it's an acronym. It's an acronym for sure. Uh, it stands for movies, television, and video games. Uh, not to be confused, obviously, with, we added a G on there, so it's not MTV, it's MTVG. So, you know, <laughs> we're not making a shitty reality show, so MTV shouldn't <laughs> bother us. Shouldn't. Um, we'll see. Depends shouldn't. on how, how awesome we are. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. If they sent me we a may. cease and desist litter, I would frame it and hang it on my wall. And I think then, that would be so. It would be yeah. beautiful. I mean, this it would, would be. be we're going to be awesome if it does get that big and there is some kind of connection. People are like, "Well, there's MTV in the name," and people are like that. And MTV should just say, "Thank you for for you know promoting us that way." Sure, sure, yeah, no, I mean, give us money. I mean, uh, clearly they own the letters, right? Like they they bought that section of the alphabet, right? Like. Just like Sesame fucking Street. Sure. Yeah. It's brought yeah. to you by. Yeah. You know, no. Fuck That's that. right. Sesame Street brings you a show every fucking day brought to you by a letter. And sometimes those letters are MT and or V. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. We're good. I anyway. mean, now if, if Big Bird comes after me over this shit, then I'm really going to flip a lid. But, you know, oh, I think we'll dude, cool. I'll invite him to. To, as a guest on the damn show I'll be like yo come talk to us Talk it Talk it well, out in the, the house Didn't the actor that played him die recently Carol uh, Carol Spiney I want to say yes I think yes. was Carol Spiney Spinney? I'm probably getting the last name wrong but I think I read <sighs> I mean, that they, I, yeah. I don't I mean so unfortunately I mean, our childhood Is dying off right now um, It's definitely been happening For age. a little while yeah, yeah. When you when you turn forty, um, shit, shit gets you know, real. Shit starts getting real, for fucking sure. So, well, yeah, MTVG, movies, television, and video games. So and, I know what video games I've been playing lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I know one video game you've been playing lately, but <laughs> you seen anything good movie wise lately? Oh, no. No, I've only really seen one movie lately, and it's gone, like, constant play at my house, and we're not going to talk about it just because we're not going to talk about it, because it's it's all stuck in my head. Oh, I think I know the movie you're, you're referring to. Hey, um, Trolls 2. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it. You have my sympathy. You have my, my sympathy. My baby girl, she loves the shit out of that movie and Poppy. My and... my little boy enjoys Trolls as well, but uh, we don't allow it to have a place in our house except when he stumbles across a clip of it on YouTube Kids. Um, I personally feel that Princess Poppy 
since we brought up trolls just for a second, is the most evil character in the history of anything. Um, <laughs> it goes Princess Poppy, uh, Ramsey Bolton, uh, Cersei Lannister, and then, you know, it's up for grabs after that. Uh, but, yeah, she uh, she almost causes the extinction of her race because she wants to throw a fucking party. Fuck Princess fucking Poppy. <laughs> Fuck oh, dude, her. Yeah, even after you said, like, two, two gets even more, like, I don't know. You can't, don't ever try and follow this shit. Because you'll be down a rabbit hole, like, and it's not a rabbit hole that's, like, you want to be down. It's, like, the rabbit hole that has a minotaur in it. And so you're just fucking trying to just get out because... There's no real way to interpret things in a logical manner, and it hurts. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, just to so people know my position 100% and sure and certain, Ramsey Bolton, who is a fucking horrible murderer who feeds people to dogs and does all sorts of fucked up shit on Games of Thrones, I like him more than I like Princess Poppy. <laughs> But anyway, moving on. Yeah, I haven't watched any new movies. Nothing um, new. Yeah, the closest. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not locked down like a lot of people are. Um, I'm still been going. Like my life has not changed at all with this Corona thing. So I don't have the spare time that others maybe are enjoying or going stir crazy from, depending on uh, what side of the aisle you fall on that. But yeah, I haven't seen anything new. I can't uh, say I've seen much new, but I, I have. I mean, I was, I don't know. I like, I think I mentioned it to you the other night. I mean, obviously my mentioning it to you is a little bit more detailed than mentioning, but um, the Spider-Man movie. I, like, I Which it, one? Which one? Into the number Spider-verse. three with Tobey Maguire. Oh, Into the Spider Verse. Into okay. the Spider Verse. I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna talk that amazing Sam Raimi uh, third movie. Oh my god, that was right <laughs> after fucking the whole uh, Doc Octopus. At number two, really was a great fucking movie. Oh, number two was spectacular, dude. Spec fucking spectacular. That was. It was amazing. Um, I saw it. At, I saw it at midnight in the goddamn theater, and I was just. I just was floored because it was like it really was like seeing spider-man on like come to life yeah i mean you know what dude i'm gonna say i did enjoy all of those movies even the third one had a couple of things to like about it it was fine um but i really really liked that first andrew garfield one i thought he was fucking great and I thought he maybe got screwed over a little bit when they took the role away from him. Again, I, Tom Holland is fucking awesome. He is Peter Parker. He is Spider-Man, whatever. This is not a knock against him. But I really would have liked to have seen what Andrew Garfield could have done with that character over a long term. The only thing I... I mean, this is going to probably sound bizarre because some people are like... They're really against Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and I can't say that I'm totally for it, mind you, because also, uh, what Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane, they they could have picked a more supermodel esque Mary Jane, because but at the same time, I I guess you know that was not the goal of 
how does this nerd kid get this, you know, supermodel lady? But they also, I mean, the origin story also changed at that point in time because originally MJ was never really a thing. It was Gwen Stacy. Yeah, which is what I appreciated about the Andrew Garfield movies. Right. They had Emma fucking Stone as Gwen fucking Stacy and Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy. I mean, come on, man. And the fact that they actually, I mean, this is going to sound nasty, but the fact that they broke her neck and they at least honored the original story but they also honored it in the original spider-man with the fight against green goblin when he goes to save he saves mj and the the trolley car well that's the scene that gwen stacy originally breaks her neck in yeah yeah it was a nod to it it was a nod yeah. to it but and they yeah, both no, nodded they... nicely to it it was really but yeah it was, it was different I think no, the weirdest... dude, the Andrew Garfield movies, they went for it. They went all the fucking way, and you got to respect tower, that. The Bell Tower, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Bell you Tower, gotta I respect that. that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they uh, didn't go all the way, because didn't it turn out that um, Norman had been banging Gwen and she was pregnant? Like, didn't that come out later on down the line? I don't know. After she no had died? Clue. I don't think so, but, you know, who... I? That's where I have... I have my knowledge of those ones is a little more shaky because I, I gotta admit, I, it wasn't that I didn't like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man and and Peter Parker. It's that I didn't like how, the director made him like this skater punk. That was kind of, I mean. <clears throat> He, I guess he was trying to go for what would a nerd be in, in you know, 2000s or whatever. But at in the same... In 2012 or 13 when, yeah, or whenever, whenever those was, movies yeah. came out, yeah. Um, but I don't feel like... I feel like he... The way they went with what they made kind of Peter Parker into didn't really fit and reflect spider-man as a whole i mean but it's like the first one first set of movies uh having organic webbing and the fact that the you know he doesn't invent his his uh web slingers he they're they're natural and come out of his wrists um yeah that was a choice that was an interesting choice right Um, they and do you know why they did it I read. Uh, I read the I, whole thing. I don't actually. No, I don't know why they made that choice. Because they did not believe that Peter Parker, being both Spider-Man, like physically strong and all those kind of things, and having these organic powers, should be smart enough to design something like that. So it was, and that people would buy it. They felt like the markets would be happier with a non-genius spider-man who just got i mean got all these amazing powers so they didn't Uh, and the original split it where he was a boy genius and he had all these amazing powers well Um, yeah i mean spidey as a character overall is pretty op like well yeah he's got it all i mean he really has it all and you look at the other super genius characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, you've got Tony Stark, obviously, who's got his suit that can do a lot for him. Um, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards himself, um, who has incredible physical abilities, 
but not on par with Spider-Man. I mean, the Civil War comics demonstrated that pretty uh, effectively. Uh, then what? You have Doctor Strange, who, you know, isn't a super genius. He's obviously a savant when it comes to being a doctor, a medical doctor, a surgeon, and his, but his mystical abilities are... I mean, he's one of the most powerful characters in the MCU or in the, the Marvel Universe, not necessarily just the movies. Uh, then who else do we have? I mean, Doctor Doom is brilliant, um, mm-hmm. but none of them none of them have everything that Peter does. And if they uh, do, it's because of something they've invented. I think he's like, they rank him, ranked him... He's somewhere in the top 10, I want to say, of the smartest in the Marvel Universe, but... Yeah, I think... I think they said that Franklin Richards is actually up there, you know, because of his his parentage, um, obviously, but who knows? Who knows? You know, these these all, how powerful and strong and smart, like, all that shit doesn't matter, because it, it can literally change the next time a new guy picks up the pen to write those fucking books, so... Right, and so anyway. I mean, do you but, do you remember? Do you remember the comic series where like Gambit was like the most powerful person in the Marvel universe? Yes, I do. But well, I yeah. guess the best way that I could honestly answer how smart is Peter Parker, and I don't know how smart he is, but he is. He's quick. He's intelligent. He is probably the most street smart character that marvel has and the reason why i say that yeah hold on hold on hold on okay there is one reason name one other character in the marvel universe that was able to tail tail nick fury and not get caught and be be the one to get the drop on nick fury um i mean without knowing every I wouldn't call that street smart, though, dude. I mean, that's a different... You're talking about stealthy. Um, dude, he's stealth, but he's smart. He knows how he was able to... He, I mean, because that's the thing. is In in the comics I, and everything, he, he was able to I, find Nick Fury, tail him, and basically go do the entire thing without Nick Fury actually knowing he was there. And I, the reason why I say that street smart is because he's quick on his feet. It, obviously, there's stuff he's thinking about that he's he's comprehending that I don't even think that it's it's just almost in a lot of times what you all would say it's second nature and is the spider power you know his his uh, spider sense you know yeah I would um I personally feel that Daredevil is the most street smart character Ooh. in the Marvel universe but that's because of how he grew up um. You know, I you know, with his with his boxer father who also worked for the mob, you know, breaking people's legs and shit until it got him killed when he didn't uh, when he didn't take the dive to Crusher Creel. And, you know, he's got his his radar senses, basically. So he doesn't even have to, like, be on the same fucking block as you to know where you are in moving if he knows what to listen for. Now, I'm um, just going to I'm just going to go at this from uh, an angle because I can't disagree. I like I'm totally like in a lot of ways you're so right, but I would almost also say 
age Peter Parker to the same age as Daredevil because to me Daredevil's always seemed older than than Peter Parker, right? Matt Murdock has always been like Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it depends on I mean, it depends on the story obviously at this point, yeah. but you know, Matt Murdock is a, uh, you know, graduate of Columbia Law by the time his adventures begin, so you know he's at least bare minimum like 26 or 27 when he first becomes uh first becomes daredevil but he'd know been him, experimenting course. with the whole stuff because he but since like he was a kid he had his powers oh yeah with well, stick no. I and mean, all and, that shit. and again it depends on the story you read like if you go with the man without fear uh storyline which is i think top two of my favorite daredevil stories it's brilliant right. five book five book series it's just fucking amazing and it was the basis for a lo- the lot of the first season of the netflix show um that was a if great you go with book. that he was daredeviling it up without being daredevil since he was a kid yeah yeah but and so, so but i'm anyway. just saying in, in so if you look at the t- length of time I and my thing is if you age Peter with the same amount, you know, like through the ages and you get him up to his late thirties and rather than having him be this, you know, 20 something, cause most media now he's 20 something. I mean, he, I know that, that the six one six there, I'm not sure what age he is now. I, I don't feel like they rebooted it. Did they, uh, they, I mean, a few years ago they did. Did they? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with, but wow. Okay. Here, well, here, here's, we're, we're going to go back and we're going to talk about into the spider verse. Cause that's what got us onto Spider-Man. But here in the house of MTVG, we just, we go down whatever thread we find, but I'm going to hit you with one more thing about why I think Matt Murdock is more street smart than Spider-Man is, um, he figured out Peter Parker was Spider-Man and Peter Parker had no idea how. There you go. You you okay? Okay. You you. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I like that right there. Yep. You know, I I I gotta admit, you know that that is a good reason. Uh, that that you know, I think that's it's a very healthy debate to have. I don't think it's like what you said earlier. There's no one sure answer to a lot of these questions, but uh, I think you said that. I don't know. I just, yeah. Well, it's just, it's also, it's going to depend on the next group of people that pick up the mm-hmm. pen and write the books. They can, right. everything can change. You know, there's, and there, there are, there are agreed upon things in people's histories, you know, like obviously with Daredevil, he got, he gets goop splashed on him and he loses his eyesight and he gains, he gains superpowers, you know, super senses and whatnot. Pete gets bitten by a spider, you know, Iron Man's parents die. He invents a suit, you know, Cap gets a suit. Those things are all agreed upon. Like the origins are never going to change. But like, if you were to look at the official history, there's no one official history. They can't do it. So, you know, it is what it is. And they explain it with multiverses and, you know, what they've ifs done and soft all reboots of, of characters and things like that. Um, I know that they've done that, I, but I don't think they've ever done an actual hard reboot to um, the 616 universe. I think that's still going. So I'm, I'm curious. I haven't caught up with the 616 Spider-Man in a long time. Uh, the last time I saw him actually was into the Spider-Verse. And that's where that left my head spinning because I know that they did the comic series and I, I, 
th- having read the Ultimate Spider-Man comic series up to the point where uh, the Goblin kills him, dude, it was like, I guess that left me scratching my head, and I don't t- entirely understand because obviously. I know that Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe is not dead. Because he it's the same reason the Green Goblin's not dead. The Oz serum gives immortality. So literally, the Ultimate Universe Spider-Man is immortal. Which makes me wonder if Miles is immortal. Because I thought it was the Oz formula that made... Anyway. But, <laughs> rabbit holes, right? Um, well, I mean, I know, and they just put out a story a few months ago. We're set in some dystopian future where Miles actually died, um, saving a part of New York, I think. But yeah, he right. actually died. But again, is that is that his official death, you know, in quotation marks or whatever? Who knows? Right. And so, and I know that the Marvel that exists in the 616 universe now is the original Marvel, Ultimate Universe Marvel. But they swapped out the 616 Miles because he was like a really bad guy that was actually working for Kingpin. But I don't think that, like, I thought that the old, the Spider-Man at the point in time that the all this was going on, obviously, was already dead. So I'm guessing they obviously had to do that to uh, so because, you know, you got to have Spider-Man die somehow. But I... It definitely wasn't to what was cons- what I consider or what should be considered in my my mind what the sixteen ten canon was, which then obviously spawned a whole lot of because I it gives you a list of the different universes all the the characters they pull are from, and some of them match up with the original comic but then there's a whole lot of people that don't i mean the spider-verse storyline was giant so i don't know i know there's going to be into the spider-verse too so i'm wondering i guess i really need to look back and find the entire story again but i almost am getting the feeling like this is the second time the second go around for peter in this whole the whole spider-verse for the 616. Yeah, I mean, could I mean, be. Could be, could be. I guess I... Mainly I think that because there's some questions about why he takes Miles on so quickly as an apprentice. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't... It, he Miles had to convince him, but it, it wasn't like he had to twist his arm very hard. And so it made me wonder, okay, well, what if he's had previous experience with a Miles that hasn't been trained but wasn't ready to train that he had to and then that brings you back into the whole spider-verse storyline because as far as i know that was about miles and the 616 spider-man uh train it trains him in that but i i want to say in, in the animated movie he's older than he was in the comics even he, I mean, he looked to be in the his thirties or forties. Um, right. He looked and very grizzled and haggard. 
Um, but I, you know, I think part of that was due to everything that was happening with him and Mary Jane and God knows what else back in his universe. So absolutely agree. Cause it was there. Anybody that knows the six one six knows that his story is one that doesn't go awesome a lot of the time. So yeah, no, the opposite. In fact, right. Right. And so it's sort of like that. And, but then you also see that on the computer screen for, uh, Doc Ock in the 1610, that it is a 616 Spider-Man. So um, it just, uh, and with how quickly he takes him on, with how quickly he reads him, all the different things, how he knows those things, I feel like he almost has, now I know that he shows surprise and other things like that when Miles does stuff, but I don't know. It's like there's things that also make me think at the same time that there's some kind of experience that he's had with this. Even down to the breaking of the goober, he doesn't seem surprised by it. He seems like, oh, shit, you did it. Yeah, you broke the goober. And I think even he guesses it. Yeah. I mean, it's been a minute since I've watched Into the Spider-Verse. Um I was actually planning on doing that this weekend, but you know, shit happens. Right. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, he, he almost, he definitely seemed like he had an idea of how to go about doing stuff about what direction he should take. And then, you know, miles was like, dude, let me come with you. You blah, blah, blah. And I mean, he said no, what like twice. And then he was like, all right, fine. Whatever. Come on. Right, and I think that that's when he started. There's certain things he started noticing about. I want to say Miles in those in those moments and those kind of things that led up to his decision. Said, oh, you know what? All right, let's do this. If this, and because he was like, well, we'll see how ready you really are. Um, yeah, and and then we get that awesome scene with them on the bus in St. Elmo's fire plane. I mean, I was like, because ah! <laughs> I love that fucking song. Uh, it was perfect. It re- that movie, they did a really great job, and it took me a while to see it because, I hate to say it, I am such... I'm not... I like Miles. I like Miles Morales. I actually like him, his character, a lot. I, the backstory, all those kind of things, I think they did a great job fleshing out kind of uh, a, that Spider-Man in that sense. Um, And my son just fucking adores him, just it, which is cool with me. I am yeah, just. I grew up with Peter, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, I'm such a Peter. That way. Peter was Spider-Man for a long time without you know sharing the spotlight really with anybody. Uh, I'm definitely not anti-Miles. Um, I'm actually after a certain amount of time after Into the Spider-Verse and other things. I'm way pro more. I'm more pro Miles than I've ever been. Um, you know, it's just. It would be like if they had another Daredevil or if they had, you know, I know they've made other Wolverines, you know, like X-23 and, and whatnot. But, you know, those most of those recreations or reimagining of characters don't fucking fly. They, they don't, don't go over well. They don't take the actual well. name, though. It's like X-23 yeah, well, was X-23, not Wolverine. Right. But it was another version of Wolverine. And mm-hmm. she took the spotlight there for a little while in the same way that Ironheart took over for Iron Man and Amadeus Cho became the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine and great to, to, to change things. 
from time to time. But none of those changes were received well in the comics. They did not do well in sales, and that's because people are like, dude, Bruce Banner's the Hulk, Tony Stark is Iron Man. Um, and, until they die, that's the way it is. And if, and the thing is, and it, they did. That's one of the things with Spider Man and Miles. They did. They did. They killed Spider Man. I mean, yeah, they sure, brought him back sure. later. Yeah, they went and did a whole lot of different stuff. But they they fucking killed Spider Man in the ultimate Ultimate Universe. Dead. Um, and for a yeah, while, he yeah, really was. Well, yeah, I mean, in the same way they killed Superman, and then you had the mm-hmm. the reign of the Superman storyline and the whole nine yards. No one stays dead. Only Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's the only motherfucker who stays dead in comic books. Done. Done. Dunzos. But, you know, could Miles have been given a different superhero name? Would maybe? I mean, but he's very, he's probably the most well-received. But I, I think he, I think that's okay that he has a spider. It's the first time I'm okay with them having the Spider Man, him having the Spider Man name, because at the same time, he's just an. It's like I think that's what in that sense. I don't know if Spider Man's really done that with it, but you got Spider Man and you got Spider Man, and in the in the public, they're two different Spider Men. They're well known that they're two different Spider Men, but at the same time, they're both Spider Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I get it. And, and like I, I said, I don't I don't think there's anybody out there that is anti-Miles Morales. And if they are, no. I mean, don't be. It's dumb. That's a dumb hill to stand on and a dumb hill to die on. He, yeah, he's a, um, he's a spy, he's Spider-Man, but it's not, he doesn't. He's a Spider-Man. He's yeah, a he's Spider-Man. a Spider-Man. He doesn't replace Peter. P, and that's what I think I like about it and like about those storylines is you can have your, P, your Miles Spider-Man, you can have your Peter Spider-Man. You can have your fucking Gwen Stacy um, Spider-Ghost or, or whatever they're calling her. Um, Silk is another one. Spider-Gwen. 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 Um, but see, okay, I that my thing about calling her Spider-Gwen is you can only call her Spider-Gwen if you know her secret identity. I think her <sighs> real name is Ghost Spider. What are you going to do? I don't, dude. Everywhere I see a spider, a spider Gwen thing, it's spider, literally it's spider it's Gwen. all spider that's Gwen. They, it's all spider Gwen branded. Yeah, because that's what we call her as fan at the fans. But in the actual comics, I believe her name is Ghost Spider. I mean, okay. I mean, whatevs. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, right? It's like, she, because spider that Gwen, matters. I'm, it matters. It matters. No. It totally does not. But anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I mean, you told me about this Into the Spider-Verse theory where that 616 Peter, you know, like you said, it seemed like he had he uh, knew what was going on. Um, and maybe that was because the Wilson Fisk in his universe had tried this same exact thing, you know. Um, well, it's very also, possible. I wonder about the 1610 because I know that they, it was supposed to be destroyed. And it was going to be destroyed. And then it wasn't destroyed. But I don't know how they did that if they destroyed it and then they kind of rebooted the universe. You know what I mean? Or if they just, it was saved from destruction. Oh, I have no fucking clue. So, I have no fucking clue. That, if it was uh, rebooted, you know, it could be that that's why we're seeing it again. Could be. I mean, there's probably somebody out there that knows the answer and maybe the second movie will shed some light on that. Um I'm hoping they expand it into and get some of the other characters that were were in it too, really, and 
really explore the entire story. Um, but I don't, I, that's again where I have to check it out and look into it because I don't, I want to believe that we only really got a part one. It's kind of like what, if you know the civil war storyline, you know that Captain America's Civil War, while it had a huge amount of the Civil War story, it wasn't all of it. And you saw no, really the rest no. of it that, right? You saw the rest of the comic kind of storyline play out in, was it uh, Infinity War? I mean, Which one not was really. It? Not really. Because, I mean, so, you know, I mean, the way the Civil War comic kicked off was... There was a reality show where these B or C level superheroes were chasing down supervillains, and then they were in what Stamford, Connecticut, or whatever, and they found a supervillain that was way over their head, but they decided to take him on anyways. Um, and they ended up that supervillain had nuclear powers, and he went nuclear in Stamford and wiped out pretty much the whole city. Oh, that's right. Oh, I always get confused with this storyline because it mirrors and they, and they so called much it, DCs. Yeah, and they called it the Stamford Accords instead of the Sokovia Accords. And, you know, like, Tony had Spider-Man on his side for a while. And, and he so had... Spider-Man Spider was the first one to reveal his identity. Yeah, he had, he had Pete get up there and reveal his identity, which was nuts, but... Uh, you know, we had shield basically was with Tony and we had quite a few of the X-Men with Tony, the fan, some of the fantastic four was with Tony. Um, yeah, I mean, it was almost, it was almost like the douchebags were on Tony's side and then like the street level, like ground pounders were with, uh, were with cap. Um, and who was except for like one? vision, Vision was yeah. with Cap and, you know, I can't remember because there's that great splash page where it's like both when they go in and they bust everybody out of the negative zone. Mm -hmm. And then it's like Tony's side is lined up on the right side and Caps is on the left. Um, War Machine is on Tony's side. Those kind of things. It's the, the he lawn, always will be. Yeah, it's the long Black Panthers. Order. Black Panther stayed neutral. Um, he didn't, and Dr. Strange stayed neutral. I remember that I'm dude. I will always remember that the, the panels where, where Utah, the watcher is talking to Dr. Strange and he's like, what are, what are you doing? <coughs> and Dr. Strange is like, well, I'm having a, I'm fasting for a week, hoping, you know, that this makes a difference. And Utah's like, do you have the power to end this now? Why are you, why are you not intervening? And I can't remember why what exactly he said to make him stop. But I always thought it was really kind of cool that they're like, he could single-handedly shut this shit down. Um, you know, and that's where we saw Ragnarok, you know, the robotic Thor come into play and he killed Bill Foster, uh, mm -hmm. Goliath. And yep. that was a big, that was a big splitting point. That's what caused Tony. A lot of his allies turned his back um, at that point. But yeah, isn't that when, uh, and then, doesn't Beta Ray Bill come in to, to, at that point too? No, I I I don't remember I Bill Beta being in there. Ray Bill at one point, but it's because but uh, Ragnarok. I thought he was the one that ultimately destroys Ragnarok. No, it was Hercules. Hercules oh, killed okay. Ragnarok because okay. he said 
he goes, Thor, Thor has been my friend for a very long time. And he like smashes the robot head and he goes, and you are no Thor or something uh, along those lines. Got it. Okay. Okay. See, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, oh, so many, such a great story. I've, I've read where... the comic a lot, but it's been a long time since I've read it. What, and see, I'm like, I remember like, uh, what is it? The DC's Magog and all that kind of stuff. And which is a whole lot of the same kind of. You mean Kingdom Come? Kingdom Come. The Kingdom Come storyline? Yeah. Yeah, That is one of the best comic books ever written. Oh my God. And that, so it's like, and doesn't that start kick off a lot of the same way? It's very similar. It's very similar. It's, it's. A lot of the older superheroes have stepped aside for the younger generation, and then the younger generation slowly started losing their way, and so the older generation is coming back to try to set things right. Um, but it's uh, who is it? The spirit, like Captain, is grab. Oh, wait, yeah, go the ahead. spirit Sorry. grabs the um, grabs that preacher, and bring and like you're viewing the events through their eyes and he's basically deciding uh, the course. He gets to make the decision that will set the course of the future, you know, and like Shazam has been, or Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call him has been mind controlled by Luthor and Vandal Savage and all sorts of stuff. Those Um, creepy worms they put in the ear, (laughs) those creepy worms they put in the ear. Um, so yeah, and so they build this supermax prison for the for the villains and Wonder Woman is super militant. She just wants to go and kill them all. And that's what sets up kind of like the final confrontation is Superman kind of wants to stay out of it. Um but Wonder Woman's going to kill basically all the prisoners, all the su- all the super villains they have locked up and you know, they unleash Shazam on 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 the whole situation um and i think there's a nuke on the way to the prison like the government fires a nuke to shut it down and and superman and shazam are battling it out because superman's the only one that has a prayer of stopping shazam nobody else has a shot in hell and superman finally gets through to him and billy or shazam captain marvel whatever you want to call him uh flies off with the nuke and basically sacrifices himself um because how did they put it the preacher put it and i have the comic right behind me i could just grab it and start flipping through (laughs) it's signed by alex ross you know the day i met him no big deal um yeah but uh, basically said that the decision that he wasn't a god so he wasn't allowed to make the decision so the decision should be made by somebody who is both a man and a god who is Shazam um and then yeah and everything seemed to have a nice happy ending after all that and Lois or not Lois but uh, Clark and Diana like are married and she's pregnant with his kid and and Batman's the Godfather and all sorts of other stuff. Other, yeah, it really ended really, really happy. Yeah, that wasn't, and that was like Batman and when did, was it Batman and Superman? They were button heads too. Was that? that yeah, one? they were butting heads the whole time because like yeah. Bruce, Bruce was ruling Gotham kind of with an iron fist. He had like an army of bat robots that patrolled the city. Um, and Clark, of course, the Boy Scout 
was like, no, your your methods are too extreme and blah, 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 and whatever, you know. Right. Oh, but anyway, that was yeah, the no, there, there's, yeah, he had the exoskeleton suit, yeah, to help him get around because he was 10 kinds of fucked up. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of similarities between Kingdom Come and Civil War. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Did Kingdom Come come out after Civil War or were they kind of side by side? I want to say Kingdom Come came out before Civil War. Did it? I don't okay. remember. I, I want to say, but I don't remember. It's like, when did the death of Superman come out? And I want to say, I mean, I would be like late 80s, early 90s. Uh, mid 90s, I think. 93, 94. Yeah, 93, 94. The only 94, reason I say it is because didn't Superman have a mullet? Yes. Yes, he had a mullet. Yeah. 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 I have that book, too, somewhere in my collection. Me too. I have actually both the... I, well, I somewhere I had the comic, but I, I also had the novel. Oh, you have the graphic novel? Yeah. No, See, I no, have... no. Actual novel novel. Oh, cool. I want to say it was what's... There was something I don't. It, I don't remember if it was made from the comic or if it was what the comic was. I don't remember how it went, but it was it. The novel itself was. I mean, it was just as good as the fucking comic was, if not. I mean, I really enjoyed it truthfully more. But no well, and they've got the animated uh, the animated movie now too. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Or it's either on the way or it's out. Um, yeah, I'll check okay. HBO Max. Yeah, I, sh- I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, um, I might not be able to see that then. I mean, I I know somebody who has an account, and that person might be like, accidentally share his password or something. I don't know. You know, there's there's ways, there's methods and whatnot. But yeah, a methods. bunch of the a bunch of the DC Universe movies, animated and otherwise, are on HBO Max, and. Uh, the DC Universe app, I guess, is being shut down while we're on the subject, and it sounds like Whoa. everything is being trans is being moved over to HBO Max. So that means like the Teen Titans and Swamp Thing. Oh, oh like the programming app. I'm I was, okay. Yeah, the programming app is being shut down, and I, it sounds like from what Jim Lee was saying, everything's going to be moved to HBO Max. Doom Patrol is already over there. You said DC Universe, and my first thought was the damn MMO. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the DC Universe app, yeah, yeah, the content app is being shut down, and I think it's all migrating to, to the HBO Max. Because they're like, uh, why do we, why, why would we have two subscription services? Like, that's just dumb. Let's have our operating costs and get everything in one place, because Warner Brothers owns it all. Yeah. So, you know, whatevs. Um, so I know what video games I've been playing, like I said, and I know one video game for sure you've been playing. So since, you know, we haven't, we're, it sounds like we're probably going to skip the, the T part of the episode for, for today, because I do have television, right? Well, but I do have one T thing I had, I had watched. It was a very short documentary. Mm -hmm. And in the time we have remaining, I'm not sure we can cover it because uh, it involves a location you and I are both extremely familiar with. Ooh. We'll touch on this. We'll touch on this next episode. Oh, definitely. So, and also tell me about it because maybe I'll, I'll watch this documentary as well. 
Yeah, when we're off mic, I'll I'll let you know. You bet. Sweet. Okay. Um, on so to. video games. So um, I am a staunch Xbox guy, but uh, about a month ago, I bought a PlayStation Four, and I bought the Spider-Man game alongside of it. Uh, absolutely fucking love it. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Arkham games, and so the the setup for the Spider-Man game was very familiar to me. It plays very similarly. Um, but man, did they nail that fucking game. It's fucking pure perfection. Did uh, they? I, yeah, I beat the campaign, and now I just got to go through and get all the collectibles and stuff like that, and then play the DLCs. Uh, so yeah, that was, I'm very happy I made that purchase. Uh, and then I picked up the PlayStation exclusive, uh, ghost of Tsushima after Mm. that, um, which is like Assassin's Creed meets the Witcher three in samurai feudal Japan, where like the Mongols invade the Island of Tsushima and you're part of the, the samurai army resisting them and everybody but you gets wiped out and like your samurai lord uncle gets captured and so the game is you going through the island um resisting the mongols gathering allies um the combat is wonderful the graphics and sound are stunning uh such a good game such a good game i'm like if I were to buy the PlayStation for a couple of games, it would have been for Spider-Man and uh, and Ghost of Tsushima. I finished the campaign, and now I just have to do uh, collectible stuff with that one as well. And then, after Ghost of Tsushima, I got to the game that you and I are both playing pretty much side-by-side side with each other. And that is the Final Fantasy Remake. Oh, that Final Which, Fantasy Seven, dude. That's if you, yeah, if you don't know, it is a remake of Final Fantasy Seven, which came out in 1997 mm-hmm. originally on the PlayStation One. One of the greatest video games of all time. Have you? Um, I mean, the story, the size of the story, because it was what six discs. I had it on P. I had it on PC and not play on uh, not the PlayStation One, so it was three. Okay. On that, um, but yeah, I mean, we're talking the size and scope of that game had never been seen before, and this remaster or remake has taken the original story with with some minor tweaks. Uh, completely altered the gameplay to more action away from the turn-based combat that is traditional of Final Fantasy. Obviously pumped up the graphics to a thousand um, and still maintains the feel of the original game. Um, It's not... The remake isn't the entirety of the story. It's only like... It's split into chapters and I believe there's eight total chapters in this first part of the remake they haven't specifically said how many parts they're going to be making um but i mean damn what a fucking good job they did 
Right, and I I want to say that you, when you leave Midgard in the original game, that was only like a third of the way through the game. Maybe I'm not half? even sure. It w- I don't even think it was a third, dude. I don't right? even think it was that much. So I'm really feeling like that this game, this is, and I'm I'm all aboard for this damn game, dude. I don't know how they're going to release it in all the parts, if they're going to make us buy each part because it's you're there they are going to make us buy each part and it sounds like part two is only going to be released on the playstation 5 but don't completely take my word on that Ah, i wouldn't be surprised dude because they are pushing i'm the graphics that they do i love the cutscenes because the cutscenes that you see are like original shots and even a huge amount of some of the, I mean, the actual scenes are original. Um, well, they, they, what, didn't they say they used pretty much all of the original content and then added their own twists? The story they did alter slightly, but not majorly. It's like, but I, I do remember this. It's like there's things coming, like uh, Aerith's... Uh, her love the guy she loves that cloud reminds her of and that's where there's preludes to final fantasy 7 and that was the whole thing zach fair or whatever and he is like a more uh emotional i guess a emo- feeling kind of cloud but he was cloud's like I, I don't want to say I want to say mentor ish, buddy. They were friends. Yeah, they were best friends. friends. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that much. They were best friends. But at, and then he dies and passes the Buster Sword to Cloud. Yes, he was original owner of the Buster Sword, and his the guy the guy he was that was his master is who he inherited it from. Yes. So anyway, yes. hundred hundred percent accurate. Yes, I remembered. <laughs> um, but it's cool because I remember that when in the original game when Sephiroth is using the whole Dark Materia and, and making it so rather than her, you know, hearing what she's saying like about Zack or whatnot, you he's changing her what Cloud's hearing to basically fool cloud into thinking it's sephiroth or sephiroth right yeah 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 you're right it you're right on you're right on bam but they're not they're rich what they were i think they were originally gonna be lovers ex-lovers um um quote me on that because i but i don't remember i was way too big and i really loved this game yeah, I mean, it was the original was a long time ago. It's been a red hot minute since I played through it, um, and I played through it a lot in my younger days, um, just because you could finish and start all over, and you know, and then it would take you weeks to play through that entire game again. Um, I do remember, you know, the cutscene. 
where your your plane is cloud in the village in I think in your home village in his home village where you know it gets destroyed because of Sephiroth and like you get a glimpse of Sephiroth standing like engulfed in flame with that massive sword of his and then like he makes eye contact and turns and walks away like there's moments in video games even though I know they're coming I still anticipate and that was one of them it was like right. I would play the whole fucking game just to get to that part because I loved it so fucking much. Oh god. Now yes. I could just watch it on YouTube and you know Well, and that you, but that was also back in the day when it really came out. The only way if you really wanted to walk through is you had to buy the guide. Everybody yes. been and, and, and there was a guide, an official guide. Um Otherwise, you had to explore everything yourself and or talk to your friends or befriend that one guy that had the guide. Uh, yeah, no, you you needed the guide. You one trillion percent needed that guide to get it done. There was no other way. No other and way. Then, and I remember, I don't know how many hours everybody spent trying to find a way to bring Aerith back. Yes, because spoiler alert, in the original Final Fantasy VII, Aerith is murdered by Sephiroth. And her body falls into the life stream. Um, Heart-wrenching scene because you... I mean, the greatest thing about Final Fantasy VII is even though these characters were... uh, They were voiceless in that game. In this remake, they're now fully voice acted. They were their graphics as presented to you on screen were not detailed. The cinematics were wonderfully done. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the cinematics are a part of the reason the game is as many discs as as it is. Oh god, um, the cinematics were amazing. For the especially time especially. For the time. Yeah. For the time especially, yeah. Um but god damn it, they made you care, if not love, those characters. And Aerith, most of all, because she was just so good and and sincere and kind. And you were like, oh, my God, what an amazing girl. And hot. You know, she's hot. She's hot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. they don't tend to put uggos <laughs> into these video games. I apologize for being so crass. But, you know, they don't draw very many homely, small boobed women into these games, especially the ones made in Japan. Um, so right. it's just the, it's just the way it is, you know, Tifa. I mean, in the same Tifa is, another Tifa. One. Tifa is, yeah, yeah. If she could wear less clothing, um, <laughs> I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Um, uh, right. It's like Halloween. Um, yeah, yeah. Slutty. It definitely. She's rocking a slutty bartender outfit and Jesse. <laughs> I mean, look at Jesse minor character. But oh man, does she throw herself at Cloud? Yeah, throws herself. Hardcore, hardcore man. None of and them really I take was, no for an answer. <laughs> and maybe I was just too young back in the day, or maybe I'm just not remembering it. But I don't remember it being like that in the original game. But maybe it was. All I, I remember always... in the original game is that I always felt like. It was there was always an open ended question of whether you know nobody ever oh they all always hit on you right but nobody you it wasn't like the the games where with Dragon Age or 
um uh what was the other ones uh the star wars uh uh kotors that you can actually pick a relationship um and so you just had these women that were basically moreover just constantly flirting with you in some manner or another at one point or another through the game and I, so I remember there being that tension, but I don't remember ever there being a, well, obviously you don't have to pick Aerith dies and Tifa is your girl. And then Jesse, I don't remember whatever happens to Jesse. She's just with the, the watch, I think as the girl in the watch. Um, I don't remember if she gets out of the undercity when the big bad event happens. Ooh, Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if her and Biggs and Wedge get out or not. Yeah. Um, and these are all character. Well, boy, because you don't find some of the. It's like. Because so, at this point in time, the only characters I've, I've found. And I'm like. I'm finally to Don. What is it? Cor, Corleone's um, freaking mansion. Well, working on okay. getting into it. I'm just after that part right now. Okay. And so and I, I don't know. How many hours are you into the game? I don't know how many hours a lot. I am. But a you're lot. right. Lots of hours into the game. And I've only character-wise unlocked fucking Barrett, Cloud, Tifa, and Aerith. That's it. And there's there's so many there's at least four are there four more characters if not more right no there's way more than that dude there is a ton more characters to show right up. there's vincent and red 13 yes. oh god and, red 13. and the, that's right the desert yeah and the i mean there's a oh, bunch fuck. of characters out there dude right there's so many and uh because you also have to run into the is don't there's somebody that is like a black mage, right? Uh, Who's that? Yes. Let's find out. I this is where this is gonna be fun. Let's find out. Final Fantasy seven characters. Look at that. It it knew what I wanted. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. Boy, how about we put playable by that? Yes, yes. Final Fantasy VII playable characters. Okay, um, so you got Cloud, Barrett, Tifa, Eris, who is Aerith now. Um, Red Eight. Oh, uh, Red Eight. That's the dog. Yep. yep. Uh, Kate Sith. Kate Sith, Sith yes. Highwind. Because there's always a Sid in Final Fantasy. C-I-D, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know who these are. Vince Valentine. I, I mean, I yes, I remember Vince. He's the vampire guy, yeah. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. But Yuffie Kisargi? Uh, yes. Yes, yes. Like a Japanese-ish girl. Yes, I remember. I don't know. I don't remember Yuffie. I, I do. Remember. Yuffie, I think it was. Yuffie. Yuffie. I want to say Yuffie. But then also some of me is there's there were there's two Final Fantasy games that I I mean absolutely loved and that was 3 and 7. 3 and, and so, 7. 
sometimes three, seven it hands was, down right it's like one and two were good they hooked me on the series but three and seven were just like wow dude just in the same way we had never seen a game like seven it was the same way with three i had never in my life seen a game like that before ever oh that's right that's a giant moogle like thing with the cat on it yes kate cat kate sith cat sith whatever yeah yeah. the giant moogle thing yeah um yes god dude final fantasy 3 might have been my favorite game of the super nintendo generation um oh right that was a good freaking story. I loved Final I'm Fantasy rem- I'm remember because you because the the main bad guy was Kefka. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the the main antagonist, but I remember like Edgar, and the the ninja Shadow and the little girl that was Shadow's daughter, uh, who was the painter and Cyan and oh my god, um, Celeste. Remember the opera scene with where you played as as cells or whatever Celeste in the opera and like you literally perform an opera in the game. Yes, um, right. Holy fuck, dude! That game. Let's see that I game. Wanna... That game. I have was, it. That I have it on my iPad. Game. Like I could literally, I could literally go and play it on my iPhone right now. Oh, um, nice. See, yeah. Let's see. There was Tara. Tara. She was the main chick. Half Esper, right? Yes, half Esper. Espers. And see, the thing about 7 and 3 is it felt to me like 7 and 3 were in some ways really... I mean, obviously, Kefka, you have Kefka in 1 and then the other... And this, uh, the new one, or in 7, you have um, Shinra. So both mega corporations, those kind of things, right? Yes, um, but anyway, there were some there were some things that reminded me of the the two games were to me like I don't know a lot of the ways how you can tell take the same elements of a story and tell two completely different stories but awesome stories. It's like to me like Lock or what is it? Is it Lock? It's Lock. I always call yeah. them Lock. Anyway, Lot Cole, the the treasure hunter. He always seemed to me like Cloud if Cloud had be, become a treasure hunter versus soldier. <coughs> like uh Edgar was in some ways cuz he Ed, wasn't Edgar, he was the the engineer was, guy. Edgar was the king of that of that country that Locke goes to for help. Mm-hmm. And he had the automatic crossbow. That was his main weapon. And then yes. Edgar's brother was like the ninja guy, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Sabin, Sabine, Sabin, Sabin, yeah, Sabin, yeah, 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 yeah. He was one of my favorites to play. He was always in my main party. And then always, uh, always, what, always. Cyan. Garmont. Cyan was the knight, uh, like the only survivor of his country. Like mm-hmm. they got attacked by Kefka's people. God, get the poison the water supply. Poison right? the water. Yep, yep. Let's see who else was there. Setzer, Gabiani. 
The gambler. Oh, that was the gambler guy. Setzer. I remember Setzer. Yeah, yeah, because you got his uh you got his airship. Mm-hmm. And then Shadow didn't Shad wasn't Shadow so much like uh he reminded me of uh Snake Eyes. <laughs> yes, he was very Snake Eyes-ish. Um and he was the daughter of the little painter girl, and you could also play as her grandfather. Realm, right? Yes. Yeah. Realm, and I can't remember the grandfather's name. Strago, um, I believe. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, it, it, I'm just reading it right here. Strago. It's just, it was the next name. Realm's, yeah, Realm's elderly grandfather and a blue mage. There's yeah, Yao. And- and was, and Shadow Shadow was her dad. They never out and out said it, but it was so implied that there was mm-hmm. just no other way it could be. Mog. The Moogle, yes. Yep. Wow. And don't they mention Mog in the remake? Yes. Well, I mean the Moogles are a big part of the of the expected shit that you're going to see in a final fantasy game like they just they have to be there right oh my gosh umaro with the sasquatch and gogo do you remember gogo oh my god yes didn't gogo like any copied copied whatever somebody either did to him or they're copied what they were able to do i don't remember it was art of mimicry Yes, yes, 100%. Right. Uh, anyway, so that was another great game, but uh, the same kind of experience. You were able to ride Chocobos. Uh, you were able to fly the airship all around the world. Late game before the final end boss, you could go back and do all the stuff that you may have missed. Go, th- you know, find the secret caves, all the different things. It was. And I seven just did a, a a really great job of that same thing, right? Because you could do I, I'm I just am I like because you can fly the airship in seven, right? Uh yeah yeah eventually when you get it you fly it, and then you could also had a chocobo you could always ride and those kind of things. Yes, because that was a big part of the game was the chocobo racing, at the mm-hmm. big casino. Oh gosh, yes. Anyway, so there was just there were just so many little things about the game that they just that the elements of three that they did so well seven was just an entirely better experience of it all and, and that's for me when you come down to it, but that just has to do with them the I mean the PlayStation verse uh, three was on the Super Nintendo. Yes, three was do. on the Super Nintendo, but three is also six in Japan. Yes. It's yes, only three in America. Definitely should be noted, which is uh, should be also noted because being six, because isn't seven, seven, seven across the board? Yes. Seven is seven across the board because um, we're uh, were we to keep with the American numbering on that seven would have been our four. Mm-hmm. Yes. There we go. And so that was kind of, yeah, that was the step. So this was the game right before seven, and I do feel like it's just like it, it really is. It was just a, such a such a seamless like 
almost I, I don't know if I, I mean retelling of the story is is really necessarily the best way to say it but I, a reimagination possibly might be the the best way to to say it, reinterpreting it um I mean because here's the thing is everything I've read about it says that it is going to be mostly faithful but they're not obligated to stick to the original story beat for beat which means Aerith might not die. That being said, I can't imagine Final Fantasy VII wouldn't be Final Fantasy VII if Aerith didn't die. So right, and I, I don't, admit, I don't see how they're going to avoid it. I'm living unless, in fear of that moment. Yeah, and the ex, but there's an expectation of it because I feel like because it it was not unnecessary. It it actually propelled the story if i remember correctly it does yeah it propels the story um, and, and it's kind of like that unifying event it's that event that kind of brings it everybody together for this purpose and this is um, real this is and know. it's real and shit got real now i expect earth will die in the remake but i also expect that they will give the long sought after long sought long demanded way to resurrect or save her well wasn't it always the goal was because it was to beat that uh, the the rumor was always if you beat the dra that one dragon and i don't remember where it was in the southern part of the map um but if you beat him in a certain amount of time that was always what people said is that you get a materia that ultimately you can use to resurrect or bring back and i that was always what people i mean that was the rumor i heard for so long and i don't know if it actually even held up i mean i think that is one of the one of the rumors uh of video games like it's at an urban legend status at this point it's not even a rumor it's an urban legend of final fantasy 7 that there is a way to save Aerith by killing this mystical dragon bahamut in a certain amount of time bahamut yes um who i killed and because i got his materia so i could summon him um because i would always summon his ass on to sephiroth um you know during the final showdown um, Gosh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I know, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a doubt in my mind that Aerith is going to die in the remake, but I would really, really hope that they make a way for her to be saved. Um, will not be a deal breaker for me if that doesn't materialize, but I think it would be a cool nod to this this bit of pop culture urban legend fantasy rumor mill that has persisted for 23 years now um i mean they don't have to and like i said it's not a deal breaker for me by any stretch of the imagination but man it would be cool if they did it it would be really cool if they did it right oh dude yeah yeah Wait, 
what is this? I'm going to have to do some reading. Something says 20-plus-year-old Aerith Revival Easter egg finally found. What? Yeah, yeah, something. What the, what the fuck? Okay, well, so we have some reading to do over here at the house of MTVG. Uh, and maybe on the second installment, we will give you the results of the research of can we save Aerith in the original Final Fantasy VII, yes or no. Uh, something to look forward to. And the reveal of the TV series that I watched that has connections to uh, me and Guy in a location that we lived. Uh, but there's some funny stories that come along with that <laughs> as well. So Isn't that always uh, the case? Yeah, I hope so at any rate. Uh, <laughs> I, I sincerely hope you folks uh, enjoy this new venture of ours. Um, we haven't decided if the Broom Boys is going to continue yet or not. Um, Star Wars is in kind of a weird place right now, so finding news has been rough because um, it's mostly rumors, but we are very steadily... Mandalorian Season yes, 2 is coming. We're, we're coming up on Mandalorian Season 2. Um, plus real life just got in the way of, of being able to record. So that's what's going on. If you're a listener of the broom boys, we're not, we're not dead. It's just on hiatus. And this is, um, this is actually the third, uh, attempt at a different project. Um, we did record one episode and maybe we'll release it as a bonus sometime in the future. Um, for an episode where we just talk about Gene Hackman and how awesome he was. Um, or is he's still alive so is um, but we we noticed and I'm sure you guys did too that we tend to ramble and talk in length about subjects as we we would do on broom boys we would get on to something completely non-star wars and so we said hey how about a podcast where we just talk about whatever's striking our fancy at that particular second and if if uh, a squirrel runs across the road in front of us and we want to chase it we will squirrel? and squirrel 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 um yeah where? so on that note uh i am buddy and i'm guy and we will talk to you guys very very soon